Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of Melting Pot, a series of conversations with very diverse and passionate people from across the globe. My guest today is a very young and extremely dynamic entrepreneur from India. Her name is Priya Prakash. Priya is a healthcare entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Health Set Goal, which is India's largest healthcare organization for schools, to create awareness and to inculcate good health practices from a very young age is so important. And I think, of course, we're going to hear all about it from Priya, but I think that that's what Health Set Goal is focused on. Thank you for joining me today, Priya. I can't wait for my listeners to hear your story. Lovely to be here, Payal. Thank you so much for having me. So where do we begin, Priya? A little <laughs> background to you would be fun. Sure. I'm a healthcare entrepreneur now by profession. And I strongly believe that health is a transformational force and that all of us should aim to lead healthier lifestyles to ensure that you know we are living up to our highest potential. It's something that I've made into my life's mission to ensure that you know, every child that's growing up now in our country in India actually has access to grow up with health education, good health, so that we can have a healthier country going forward. And that is something that I've been working towards for the last few years. So is it something that growing up, you know, when you went to college, is it something that you had in mind to do? Or did it just happen because of any particular reason or you just got thrown into it? How did you becoming so focused and making it your life's mission actually happen? So I would say the whole journey started when, you know, when I was born, literally, when I was just just a few months old, because since that age, till about, you know, when I was in college, I was overweight. And this, of course, you know, being overweight is a condition that just builds over the years, you know, now that I look back on it a little more scientifically. And, and when I started off, of course, young, you know, two years old, 
three years old, you know, uh, my family, of course, and the people around me, when you look at a child like that, you think, oh, that person is so cute. And, you know, you just want to go and pull their cheeks. And, you know, I was brought up around me, a lot of love from my grandparents and a lot of food culture in the house and uh, all of that. So it was never looked at as, as a bad thing. In fact, if you look at India and you, and you look at any, you know, reference to the word healthy, when you say, oh, that child is looking very healthy. And typically that pretty much means that the child is a little chubby or, or a little overweight. And that was me, you know, all throughout my childhood. But I think there comes a tipping point around, you know, when I was uh, getting into my teen years, but I really started to look in the mirror and realize that I just don't like the way I look. In fact, I, I hated the way I looked. And when I looked around at other girls and, you know, my friends, in fact, I realized I'm nothing like them. You know, they were, they were much slimmer. They, they looked different. They were taller. They were very well accepted socially. You know, they had more friends and, you know, the whole boy girl equation begins at some point and you realize that no one's looking at me. And that sort of put me in the shadows with myself because I used to be quite confident as a kid. I used to do really well in my studies and suddenly I lost a lot of that confidence and this huge sense of insecurity simply just driven by how I look started to manifest within me. And I didn't really know why it was happening and what was happening. And I desperately wanted to do something to change it, but nothing would change. I was overweight. I didn't like myself and neither seemingly did anybody else like me because I was bullied when I was in school. And when you're going through that as a young teenage girl, it can have a huge impact which honestly I feel to this day. And it, it really, really crashed my self-esteem. So I went from somebody who was good and would, you know, do things up to my potential, get good grades. I, I stopped doing all that. And when I went to college, I remember it just became a little different because I, I went to a college where there were, uh, you know, here in Delhi, in fact, and the kind of attitude that was there with, with girls and everything was that you eat less and you lose weight. That was how the culture was. And from, you know, eating a lot, I basically went to not eating much. And both of those states, you know, whether when I was eating a lot or not eating much, I think those are very abusive states to be in with your own body. And, and that had a huge mental impact on me. Also, I did lose weight, but then I was completely paranoid about every bite I put into my mouth. And, and, and how is this healthy in any way, which is why at some point, I think I came to the realization that I, I cannot live like this anymore. And you know, I, I wanted to be a different person. And I knew that I just wasn't being myself and I could be so much better. And I, something is just stopping me. And that's when I decided to, you know, take my health into my own hands. I said, let me do something which is, which, which, which helps me, you know, get back on track. And nobody around me, I, I would say, ever thought something was wrong. No indication. It's not like I spoke about the fact that I was going through all of this. In fact, maybe I was in denial at that point that I was going through anything. But once I realized that it was having a huge impact on me, I started doing a lot of my own research into what nutrition is all about, what I should eat, what I should, how I should exercise. And there's just so much online that you really don't know where to start and it can get very overwhelming, which it was for me. And I decided it's just too much. I can't, you know, I tried to drastically change. Of course, that didn't work. I used to always fall back on overeating and, you know, it, it just wasn't working. So I decided to take it one step at a time. 
and through the years probably through 6 7 years of a lot of struggle is is when i started to feel a lot better about myself i was very lucky to find fitness during that time i found an amazing coach who took my focus away from my weight and on to how fit i was and that is what really got me out of my entire un- unhealthy cycle and routine up until uh, probably 2017 where i actually won a state level a delhi state weightlifting championship and i got a silver medal and i, I was the first one in my whole family to actually even do anything in sports and let alone win a silver at a state level for weightlifting right it was such an unconventional thing and and i i myself first hand have seen how transformational health has been for me it's not about my weight it's not about anything else it's just the confidence that i feel in myself of course i now feel comfortable in my body but i also feel very comfortable mentally and i i got that confidence of yes i want to do something i want to give back i want to make sure that no child goes through what i went through in school and that's how health said go you know germinated and i think I I truly believe it's it's what I meant to do. So when did you set up Health Set Go? Uh this was 2016. 2016. So it's about 4 years. It's about 4 years now. Yeah. So it's obviously your personal journey had such an impact on your life that it triggered something like this for you. Just so amazing. So tell my listeners about Health Set Go and what exactly does it do? What are the focuses? and i also understand that you're doing some socially impactful projects for rural india as well so i'd love my listeners to hear all about that sure so you know health said go again you know as i said i really wanted to focus on health for children and when i looked around and i said okay how do i how do i reach these kids the first ecosystem that came into my mind was a school a school is sort of i would say the most poised for any kind of change that you want to make uh, we as kids you know learn everything that we know in school of course from our parents as well but also in school and school is a place where those changes are also enforced and when you talk about basic things like washing your hands brushing your teeth you know you get taught all of that stuff in preschool and it's not like people are super enthusiastic of brushing our teeth or even taking a bath but it's something that is ingrained as a habit from a very young age in us at home and at school and that was sort of my vision for health you know how can we educate people on all aspects of health from a very young age so it becomes a habit and that's where we started you know you choosing the school as the ideal ecosystem to bring about this change so organically very organically uh, you know we developed a health education curriculum and i remember taking it to schools and saying you know here i i do think that you need to talk about this in your classrooms this is something that should be taught but surprisingly i got a feedback from schools that you know they they didn't know how to go about it at all about the curriculum or anything because none of the teachers even during their degrees are trained how to teach about health you know they know maths physics chemistry geography but nothing to do with health and the second thing that they told me was that in their school the only thing that they did with relation to health was every year they used to check the children's height and weight and i don't know if 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 this has been a practice you know in a school <laughs> where you went to but 
typically with that that happens you know at some point in the year suddenly we are asked to step on a weighing scale and check our height and stuff and it's posted in our diaries in in the school diaries that we have and i and and it really got me thinking you know schools are every year doing this exercise collecting so much of this data on on their own children but why not use this information to improve their health you know in, in, instead of just taking this information so i probed further and i said why do you do this height and weight and they said that's because it's mandatory by by the school boards and i said that's a great thing because if the school boards are making a lot of these things mandatory that is where we feel you know probably we can have a good entry point and that is where as health said go taking the feedback from schools we started conducting an annual health checkup of every child in the school as an offering of ours to schools because we said you know what this is what schools want and this is what is mandated it's a great way to start making schools comfortable with the idea of health even if they don't want to teach it in their classrooms yet let's start with what what they want and that is where it started you know if you see in other countries around the globe health checkups and health education is very common in school it's just in india where it, it it's not been institutionalized but i took that as an entry point you know the simple height and weight activity and we got you know qualified doctors to schools started doing an entire physical examination and eye checkup a dental checkup of all these children and we started unearthing a lot of these issues that children had i, I have a question here was there resistance from yeah. the parents actually no parents in fact felt it was a good welcoming thing i think something that they wanted to know is you know which doctor is coming and how are they checking my child because they knew that for many years the school is doing a very basic level check and they were doing it with largely unqualified doctors you know sort of a paramedic staff what i mean and when they heard that healthset go is coming with a good team of doctors you know we always share the profiles of the doctors that we get with the parents and with the school and once that is given a go ahead only then we come and do this so i think parents were very happy and i'll tell you why because once the checkup was over at the school and it's a mandate so every child had to go through it anyway the school was going you know was getting it done in some shape or form beforehand so parents were sort of used to the notion but when we not only did the checkup but when we gave them a very comprehensive health report that which told the parent hey you know what your child has five cavity for example something that the parent didn't even know about when does a parent ask the child you know that the child open your mouth i want to check how many cavities you have you know a lot of these things were getting missed out especially with working parents living in nuclear families now you know they don't have the time to take their kids for regular checks a uh, preventive checks i mean of course when the child is sick you know we all take them to the doctor but when it comes to prevention it wasn't happening many times we've seen especially when it comes to the vision right i mean that spectacles are wrong you know the the power needs to be changed they need a refraction but parents had no idea so parents welcomed the data coming out of these checks they said okay we didn't know this thanks for telling us we will take our kids to the doctor and we started getting a lot of requests from parents okay now what do we do can you share some tips with us can you tell us something so we started circulating information to them you know then we got the school on board saying that why don't you do some health education in the classrooms as well and that's where i think the package that we offer today to schools includes a very holistic piece uh we do an annual health checkup for the students on an annual basis we have a health education curriculum that finally can merge and integrate with the classroom setting 
and also what we started doing is um, you know many schools uh, if you notice have a sick room uh, they have a place where children can go and you know lie down if they have a stomach ache or a headache and we noticed that out of all the schools in india probably 2% of schools have this facility only the top schools so the schools that we started working with we also said you know we'll be happy to create the zone for you where if the child is in the school for 6 7 hours a day and god forbid they they get a stomach ache or they have an injury there has to be a place where they can go and there can be a qualified professional to tend to them so that's how we've built our services you know we we are a service company we we offer a lot of these things that schools will need it's it's more of a need than a want at at this point as well and and that's how we have managed to reach out to so many schools because it's it's we are offering a very fundamental service to them you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me pio on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot and how many schools are you currently at So now we're at more than 200 schools across India. We have worked with 250,000 students as well. And these are, you know, the best part is that for us location doesn't matter. So if you're in Delhi or you're in Bombay or you're in Chennai or you're in Pune or you're in Calcutta, we have gone to schools across. This is a, you know, we we've, we've been fortunate enough to have schools approaching us from all these cities. and thanks to the way we do our operations and implementations we have tie ups with some of the best hospitals across all these cities and which is why we are able to give very excellent service no matter which city the school is in and um, you know that has also led us to working in rural areas what you were mentioning earlier you know and we have worked with governments in andhra pradesh where we have actually gone and done these health checkups and given this health education to some of the children whose parents are below poverty line and imagine the kind of issues that we are, that we identified for them you know uh, cavities and all are not the issue there there is it's cro- it's chronic malnutrition so where when we see obesity in in urban settings we see malnutrition in rural settings we see lack of iron in girls and they've already started their menstrual cycles and you know there's a lot of intervention that needs to happen there as well so you know this is how we've been doing it are you also involved in the intervention and do you provide medication because obviously if you've discovered that uh, x mm-hmm. number of children are malnutrition then yes. that's the problem then what about the solution are you also involved in the solution part of it yes so that's a very good question because for for a long time we weren't involved in the solution and you know you know we said okay we are not a we are not a solution provider in in the sense of you know we we are not a hospital for example you know we never looked at ourselves from that perspective we said okay if there's a parent which needs to go to a doctor i'm sure you know we are we are sure they'll do it themselves uh, if they need to go for further medication or further investigations and things like that but now what we have realized is that there is a greater need for the accessibility to the solutions because we saw the need of so many parents you know we initially had a thought that people know what to do but the answer is that when you tell them a problem they don't know what to do and they were looking to us for advice so since last year what we launched 
And we now have an app as well. It's called My Health by HealthSetGo. You know, it's accessible currently only to the parents of our schools that we work with. But you can go there and you can consult any doctor online. You can order a diagnostic test right at home. You can even consult a psychologist. There are therapy sessions. You can do everything through your app. Because we noticed that once we go and do the check, you know, people have understood, okay, this is the problem. Now for the solution point, they need deeper consultations. Sometimes they need repeated consultations. They need to get prescriptions from the doctors, etc. So online, they're able to do that, especially during COVID now, you know, we had a mix of offline referrals and online delivery. But now because of COVID, a lot of parents are using the online telehealth platform we've enabled a video service as well where parents can directly get on a video call with the doctor so this has proven to be very very good when it comes to therapy or or when it comes to the you know to the parent showing their symptoms to a doctor on a very similar interface like how you and i are talking right now this is all you know online now when it comes to healthcare so that is where we have seen our shift uh, where we have realized that okay you know how can we provide the solution in the best way possible and even before the lockdown i would say that because we were in so many cities it was almost impossible for us to come up with solutions in all those cities it was quite difficult that's the reason why we hesitated on the solutions part for a long time but because of covid and because of the lockdown i feel like since everything is online it doesn't matter if the doctor you are consulting from bombay sitting in delhi or not you know i think that the playing field has changed there and so we are very optimistic about this side of things that we are planning to edge more towards the health tech you know rather than the offline service delivery so but what happens to the rural india i mean wherever you've kind of reached out yes um, how do you because they may not know how to use an app or they may not have access to uh, mobile phones how do you find a solution for them so you know we have we have sort of chosen our battles at the moment uh, we realize where our limitations lie because for us to come up with a digital solution for the rural belt requires a lot of r&d which we are not ready with right now and it's something that we want to definitely focus on the urban side of things when it comes to rural our work if i have to tell you a little more detail about our work and why it might not be required is because till now the solutions we were giving to the rural side of things was with the government so i'll i'll tell you what happens in the rural sector so let's say we outline okay this group of 10 girls have a chronic iron deficiency so what happens is a lot of government schemes under which those people fall so uh, there's a scheme called basically is weekly iron folic acid supplementation now this is supposed to happen in schools but sometimes what happens is that there is a huge gap between what are the schemes out there and what actually happens on ground so once we flag off these issues to the local commissioner they are able to then activate these iron supplements to those schools so a, a lot of things don't have to be covered by private organization you know so in the government it gets a little easier maybe and also a little different because a lot of their healthcare is actually also covered by the government so the government has created primary health centers or phcs where the, where they can easily go and get medication completely for free and these are located in strategic areas which is close to their villages so first what was happening is that they never went there because they never knew that there's even a problem 
So now we're telling them, here's the problem. Now you go to your nearest primary healthcare center, you get the medication for free, you get the, you can consult a further doctor for free and get the solution back. When it comes to iron supplementation, that is something that has to happen directly on the premises as per the government scheme that exists. And when it comes to spectacles, that is something where we actually told the government that, see, you'll have to fund these separately because they will have to otherwise go to a private player and buy these, which obviously they don't have the funds for. So that is what the government actually funded separately. So it's been a different process. Yes, it's it's quite a different process. And you have to work very closely with the government authorities there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good that, you know, as Health Set Go, you have created that awareness. And if you are, you know, and then the government knows how to, obviously, they have their own methodology. So in that sense, you complement each other, which is, which is great. Another way of, of doing it. But I, I totally understand that the reach, uh, because India is such a large country that there's only so much that you can, you obviously can't take over the world, right? So uh, <laughs> you have to do it. Uh, you have to take uh, what we want to do at one time, you know, because <laughs> of course there are so many problems, right, Payal? Like there are so many issues and it's just so tough to solve all of them together. So we, we are pretty much, you know, we really hope that at some point, we can provide solutions for every single person, but definitely stepwise. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think there's merit in doing that because you would have then experienced, explored, understood, uh, realized what are the limitations, what are the possibilities. And then if you're able to then use that for another segment or another in you know yeah yeah. so i mean that's exactly what we're thinking uh, to be honest yeah no it makes complete sense no i'm so impressed with what you have done and what you're doing and what i'm sure you're going to continue to do your your mission you have a huge um goal that you've set yourself out for and given the amount of passion you have and what I hear in your voice, I'm sure it's going to take you far. Thank you so much, Priya. I've seriously enjoyed uh, listening to you and I'm sure my listeners will also have a huge takeaway from, from what you're saying. So Thank keep... you so much, Fahil. Um, <laughs> <your> kind words. <laughs> no, just keep doing what you're doing and I'm sure it's going to... At the end of the day, I think it's also somewhere personal satisfaction of actually having been able to accomplish something that you've set out to do, I think is, is quite amazing. And given how it... Uh, manifested itself into you trying to into you setting up health set and go I think that's just uh, you know I think definitely I would have never had any explanation as to why I went through that phase in my life if it wasn't for health set you know sometimes I look back and I say okay that's why because I can understand every person who comes and says health is difficult. I don't know how to change myself. Every teenage girl who looks in the mirror and feels bad about herself. I, I, I see I have been there and I don't think that I would be able to have that kind of empathy if I hadn't gone through that myself. And so I, I do come from it with from a position of empathy and from a position of somebody who has a solution to such a huge problem. So why not? 
change the world into what you want it to be i think sometimes what happens is that you know people think that they cannot have that kind of change and impact around them but actually that's that's not true i think a lot of young people are now coming up and saying okay this is how i want to provide a solution for this problem and this is what i feel about you know something about and i want to change it and i hope that more and more people try to do that that's how i i feel like socially responsible businesses can also be built in the future yeah on that note thank you so much once again priya thank you so much bye thank you priya's personal experiences growing up clearly led her to bring about a change not just personally but also reach out to the younger generation and to parents through schools and in this way creating an awareness on the importance of regular health checks to be inculcated from a very young age hope you've enjoyed my conversation with priya Melting Pot continues to bring you stories that inspire. Until the next episode, this is Payal signing off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.